South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And of course, we got to do a recap. Week seven is in the books. And we now have the Tennessee Titans leading the division again. <clears throat> I'm going to go over their game with the Indianapolis Colts. Go over the Jacksonville Jaguars matchup with the New York football Giants. And I'm going to go over the matchup between the Houston Texans and the Las Vegas Raiders. But up first, thank you for tuning in, whether you're tuning in from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes as soon as they drop. And if you like what you're listening to, especially on Spotify, go ahead and give me that five-star rating. I greatly appreciate it. And on Apple Podcasts, you can actually rate the show. Of course, five stars is encouraged. And you can leave a review. A good one is definitely encouraged. <laughs> All right. Now, up first, we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tennessee Titans. Now, of course, it was homecoming here in Nashville, which means all the Titans players were back. Recently retired, Delaney Walker was in town, of course, and probably still stayed in town since he just retired this week or officially retired. Uh, stars like uh, Warren Moon, who played for the Oilers version of this franchise, were in town as well. Now, I wouldn't say he'd be quite impressed with the passing in this game, especially with Mr. Matt Ryan. Mr. Matt Ryan was 33 of 44 for 243 yards. One touchdown, but two bad interceptions. One interception went for a touchdown for the Tennessee Titans. That would be Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Goodness gracious. Mr. Andrew Adams. He intercepted the pass, ran it back 76 yards for a touchdown. Uh, that with the field goal put the Titans up 10 nothing. Uh, you know, that definitely wasn't a good play for the Colts there. Now, one thing that I did talk about going in this game was the, the tight ends for the um, for the Colts. They were non-existent in this game. I mean, literally non-existent in this game. You have to give credit to the Tennessee Titans and uh, Armani Hooker, who... For those that don't know, he's known for covering tight ends very well. They just basically disappeared from the game plan. There was only, what, two catches from tight ends in this game for the Colts. Now, I will say this. Paris Campbell, back-to-back games showing up for the Colts. Ten receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown. So, they're getting what... The Colts are getting what they, they're they're wanting out of Paris Campbell, which is uh, consistently showing up in back-to-back games. Of course, Alex Pierce, three, Alex Pierce I'm sorry, three receptions, 37 yards. Uh, and Michael Pittman Jr., six receptions, 58 yards, but a costly fumble. on a He caught a slant pattern and fumbled a little later in the game. Of course, that, that was basically 
helped seal the game for the Titans to win 19 to nothing. Now, <clears throat> when it comes to the running game, I mean, the running game, you got Jonathan Taylor, 10 carries, 58 yards. Uh, but it just, it just never really, it just never really seemed like they got the running game consistently going or went to it consistently. They could have went to it more, but they just never went to it consistently. It wasn't like they were down by so many points that they couldn't use it, which that was pretty interesting to me with the play calling there. Just very, very interesting. Uh, don't know what to say about that. Now, defensively, they were hanging in there the entire game. I mean, the Titans were really couldn't get that big run out of Derrick Henry. They did get some chunk runs out of Derrick Henry. However, they did kind of keep him in check for a little bit. Uh, Ryan Tannehill couldn't quite get it going in the passing game. He threw 13-20 for 132 yards. Uh, you know, about six yards per, you know, per pass, which is not a great thing. Of course, Matt Ryan averaged 5.5, which is not great either. Uh, but he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't throw any interceptions. So that was good for the Titans there. Um, they, you know, but the the Colts, you know, just for instance, they kind of keep him kind of in check. You know, he did give up 128 yards to Derrick Henry and 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, that was gotten a little bit more as the game went on and as the Colts defense got tired because they were on the field a lot this game, a lot in this game. Now, they went to halftime down 13 nothing. the Colts did, and they fought back. Got it within, uh, what, 16 of the seven or something of that nature. But it just, they never could kind of get as close as they wanted to. Or, you know, they just never really happened for them. So it is what it is. And, you know, they never really got as close as, I'm sorry, they got as close as 13 to seven. And then from there, it just never got quite closer. And they never could get closer as a uh, team. As far as the Titans, Titans, uh, they, uh, third straight game, Derrick Henry. Uh, over 100 yards rushing, so that's a positive thing. Scored on defense. The defense stymied uh, a little bit of what the Colts want to do. And, you know, you got a few players involved in the passing game, but I will say, honestly, you got Austin Hooper involved. Three catches, 56 yards on tight end, uh, National Tight End Day. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, he made one of the great catches that of the day. I mean, he's caught it. He catches it at first. Gets it knocked out, then he re-catches it, pins it against his left arm, and rolls over and basically secures the catch. The Colts did challenge it. I don't know why they did, but they challenged it, and of course that challenge failed. Um, you know, just uh, the one thing I will say is that you didn't really have very many catches uh, in terms of from wide receivers. You had Austin Hooper as your leading um, you know receiver with three three receptions, fifty six yards. You had two from Cody Hollister, three from uh, Robert Woods. I mean, just not a lot going in the passing game, uh, which was pretty interesting. You would think that, you know, they definitely would get more going in the passing game. Unfortunately, did not. Of course, they lost one fumble today. With That was Mr. Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill hurt his ankle today. That's something to watch. He left the stadium in a walking boot. And, of course, they go to Houston next week. That'll be an interesting thing to watch to see how he does and how he does during the week because Mr. Malik Willis could be in there. Could be. Oh, and I did, will say one thing. I did see quite possibly the, the uh, I don't know what to call this play or why they even call this play, a handoff to Malik Willis in the, in the second half of the game. 
Why? Why would you do that? You're already up. Why? What was the point of that? Of course, Malik Willis doesn't get the handoff clean. They fumble the ball, and the Colts get it. That was Ryan Tannehill's fumble that's listed as fumbles lost. That was it. Why would they run that play? I don't understand it. Doesn't make any sense. Throw that out of the playbook. Don't use it again. That's just my thoughts. But hey, Titans successful 19 to 10. They are four and two and two and one at home, which, you know, for a team that started 0 and 2, you wouldn't have expected them to turn it around in this way. And they aren't the prettiest team. They aren't the the greatest team, but they find ways to win games. The Colts, they fall to 3-3 and 1. Pretty much uh you know, they played against the Jaguars twice. They played against Houston once and they played against the Titans twice. So they've only got one division game left. Doesn't look great for them in that aspect in terms of ties or anything like that. They all don't favor them in really any way. It is what it is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little Jaguars and and. New York Football Giants on tour in the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615 615- Nine three zero one two three zero. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back from that quick commercial break. And up next, as I mentioned, the New York Giants flew down south to Florida. Duval, to be exact, to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, before this game, had lost a few straight. Four, to be exact. Not good. Not good at all. Three, to be exact. Excuse me. But heading into this game, of course, there was optimism. Of course, they were going against the New York football giants. Of course, the New York football giants are six, excuse me, five and one. But, you know, of course, some people still question whether they were a good team and whether Daniel Jones could get it done. Well, in this game, he not only threw for 200 yards, he ran for over 100 yards. 110 to be, 107, I'm sorry to be exact. Wow. Him and Saquon ran for 100 yards together. And the thing was, with Saquon uh, getting 110 yards, he, you know, actually Daniel Jones was their leading rusher for most of, the, if not well, most of the game, pretty much until like the fourth quarter, he was their leading rusher. Uh, Daniel Jones, I mean, he didn't turn the football over. 
19 to 30, 202 yards and one touchdown, and also 11 for 107 and one touchdown. And I mean, he was just getting it done. That's all you can say. He was just getting it done out there. I mean, Darius Slayton, you got to say he stepped up for the New York Giants at wide receiver with their injury issues there. And they're just, you know, rotating cast of players and getting it done and finding ways to get it done. Now, as far as the Jaguars offensively, Trevor Lawrence, 22 of 43, 310 yards. He didn't throw for any touchdowns or interceptions. Uh, you've got Trevor Lawrence. He did rush for one, however. Uh, but you did. This was the Travis Etienne show rushing the football today, which I found very interesting. Just the comments after the game with Doug Peterson. He couldn't. He basically kind of tap danced around why James Robinson didn't get any carries. He wasn't listed as being, you know, not able to play or anything like that. You know, he wanted to refer to the medical staff, but no, I don't know. Something weird is going on there. I know ETN is the back that they drafted and they view him as the more talented of the backs. However, James Robinson has been the more steady, to be honest, but I'm not going to knock Travis Etienne's um, best day as a pro. 14 carries, 114 yards, one touchdown. Averaged 8.1 yards per carry. So he definitely got it done. Just uh, you wonder what's going on there with that dynamic. Uh, It's just just strange. Very, very strange. As far as wide receivers, Christian Kirk did step up. Seven receptions, 96 yards. Uh, Definitely a good thing to see him bounce back after, you know, a couple games where he kind of wasn't, uh, the guy that started the season. And of course, Evan Ingram, four receptions, 67 yards. Uh, they just couldn't, it just didn't look like they could kind of get it going. And then when it counted in the fourth quarter, they didn't show up. The Giants did. The Giants have been notoriously strong in the fourth quarter. And, you know, it just seemed like they just could not get it going. The Jacksonville Jaguars could not get it going. I mean, they were up in this game, what, 17 to 13 at that point when they hit the fourth quarter and they didn't score again, whether it be just not knowing where they need to be, whether it be turnovers, all those different things, they just could not get it going in the fourth quarter offensively and defensively. I mean, the Giants weren't making mistakes and the Jaguars just could not get off the field. They just couldn't get off the field. They couldn't stop them. And they put up 10 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win the game. That's a, it's uh it's been a rough, it's a rough time to be a Jacksonville Jaguar right now. I mean, four straight losses after being two and one going to the Eagles. And it just seems like they can't get the ship back right. I hate it for them because they showed so much promise to start the season. However, there still is time. I mean, there's seven games in, there still is time to kind of turn it around and kind of get things going. However, Seven can turn into ten, and seven and eleven can ten. Excuse me, and ten can turn into fourteen pretty quickly when it comes to the NFL. You're gonna have to get it going. You're gonna have to figure out some things, make some changes, maybe go a little quicker offensively, maybe use James Robinson. You know something. They're gonna have to do something, and you know another thing. Just looking at it, you got Christian Kirk, you got uh, Marvin Jones, you got Zay Jones doing their things. I totally get it. But, I mean, you've got to get consistent performances out of all three of those guys. 
especially if they're going to sling the ball around and maybe just a little bit more efficiency at the quarterback position. It's just a thought. Hey, they did draft him the number one pick, so he's got to be more efficient. I know he's still growing as a passer, but eventually he's got to be a little bit more efficient, and he's got to find a way to get his team in the end zone. I know it's not all on him. Of course, Cam Robinson did get hurt for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is his offensive tackle, but they have to be better. And defensively, the Jaguars, 236 yards rushing today. When you know they're a team that's limited in the passing game, that's unacceptable. Unacceptable. You cannot give up that as a defense. You cannot do that at all. So they got some work to do down there in Jacksonville for sure. We're going to take another break. When you come back, we're going to talk about the Houston Texans taking a trip to the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll be right back. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423 423- Five five seven six seven four six. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography, or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. All right, welcome back, and the last and final game of the AFC South. That'd be the Houston Texans traveling to Sin City to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And they ended up being upended 38-20. to Now, for the most part, the Houston Texans were in this game. Played pretty well. Ran the football well. Damian Pierce. You know, Jordan Atkins got involved in the offense, which he's a athletic tight end out of the University of Miami. It just... It seemed like things were going well. And then that fourth quarter hit. And that's when the Texans got outscored 21-0 to give us our final score, which is 38-20. Just didn't end as well as they would like it to. One of the things that, that hurt them, of course, was a pick six thrown by Davis Mills. So you can't throw those, of course, obviously. Um... Didn't really have, uh, you had your Brandon Cooks, four reception, 46 yards, which is, is good. But, you know, one of his catches was 24 yards. That basically means three of his other catches were, what, 22 yards? So, not a ton of explosive plays in this game. In terms of the Texans, outside of Jordan Atkins, that 39-yard uh, catch and run. 
so, you know, of course, you did have your Philip uh, Dorsett, who is you know, a name that some may remember in Indianapolis and some may remember in, in um, New England as well. But, yeah, he actually got in the end zone today. Two captures, 45 yards, and one touchdown. But, yeah, just seemed like when it got to the fourth quarter, they just could not get things going. While the Las Vegas Raiders got things going and got the ball in the end zone. Defensively, of course, you, you look at it, they gave up eight catches, uh, 95 yards to Devontae Adams, Renfro, 355, Matt Collins, 244 in the touchdown. Uh, wasn't like they gave up a ton of things there at all. So you did your best you had against uh, Devontae Adams with the receiver, with, excuse me, with the defensive backs that you have. So, you know, including Derek Stangley Jr. So it wasn't like they did a bad job defensively. They, you know, for three quarters you did. But other than that, it just, it all went downhill pretty quickly. Now, the thing is, did have four tackles for loss, did have one sack. It just, it, you know, Davis, Mills, the jury is still out on if he's the quarterback. Made some good plays. Of course, you know, 28 41, 302 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Made some good plays. And then, of course, he makes the big mistake, which is the interception for a touchdown. You know, part of the growing and maturing process, but, you know, he does only have technically this year before they have to make a decision on another quarterback and for his sake it definitely don't want to hope it's a josh rosen situation for those who don't remember josh rosen got drafted by the arizona cardinals and when he got drafted by them the next year they turned around and drafted kyle murray and josh rosen was getting shipped out of town just part of the business is what it is but yeah just kind of giving you a breakdown uh, you know, my thoughts there. Yeah, Davis Mills has another few games to kind of prove himself. He probably does the rest of the year, but this wasn't necessarily the game he did great in. He did have some good things happen to him, but, you know, definitely got to continue to refine those skills and uh, develop them at the NFL level. But as I said previously, the Las Vegas Raiders beat the Houston Texans. That would be 38-20. to Definitely got to get a little bit more going in the passing game. The running game is doing fine with Damian Pierce, uh, Rex Burkhead, and crew. But just got to get a receiver to step up because Brandon Cooks is your number one. But you need someone that's consistently a number two. And right now, you can't say one person is consistently a number two for the Houston Texans. All right, well, Houston Texans do get a chance to get back on the winning side of things next week when they take on the Tennessee Titans. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, So we'll see what happens. Uh, Hopefully for the Texans, they can kind of get it a little bit back on track, uh, bring a little bit more uh, new offense that they put in. Uh, Defensively, just continue to fight and force turnovers, which – in this game, they actually, hmm, actually did not lose any fumbles, which was stinks for the defense, and then also did not give up any interceptions. So, gotta be better. Gotta figure out a way to force some turnovers or help out on the kickoff or 
whatever, force turnovers at any point of that game. That's what's going to help the Houston Texans win games and ultimately try to get to where they're trying to go. So, unfortunately, the the, the AFC South went 1-3 and three today. But that one win was for the Tennessee Titans, which puts them again in first place in the AFC South. Uh, tune in this week. We'll have a few other uh, podcast guests as well as uh, next week we will have the breakdown and recap of the week eight action in the NFL and specifically the AFC South. I thank you all for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at MikePatton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N-82 on Twitter. Uh, that's where I post my mic and lost my content. And also, of course, don't forget to subscribe. I know it was mentioned earlier, but hey, go ahead and subscribe so that way you don't miss anything. Thank you, and we'll be back again. Peace. This